All aboard the gravy train! Are you riding your financial planner or broker's gravy train? Your financial prospectus outlines how brokers are allowed to charge you hidden fees. Next stop, hidden fees! Want to take back control of your retirement income? Just get off at the next stop. And tune in to the Total Financial Hour with host Arif Halaby, Sundays at 11 a.m. Learn about your financial power on the Total Financial Hour, Sundays at 11 a.m. on AM870, The Answer. The Total Financial Hour, featuring Arif Halaby, president of Total Financial Solutions, designing higher income strategies with a conservative approach. Protecting your principal and your earnings while getting you reasonable gains and reliable income, making you confident of your retirement income planning. Arif Halaby has your answer. All right, that's me, Arif Halaby. President and CEO of Total Financial Solutions. All right, so you're listening to the Total Financial Hour right here on AM870, The Answer. Okay, so why is it that when you're planning for your financial life, you get to a place and you go, you know, I thought I would have had more money. Or, you know, doesn't it seem like everybody else's accounts are going up? The media is saying stock markets at all-time highs. Why is it that you don't seem to be experiencing some of that? I think you're going to be shocked here in a minute. We have uh, been covering a few things over the years uh, when it comes to radio. I don't know, maybe 14, 15 years on the air. And one of the most common themes is people forget that what you earn in your account should be your money. Isn't it interesting when sometimes our, our brokers will tell you to always stay in the market? They never tell you to get out. They always say buy. They never say it's time to make a change, except if you're taking money from the money market, putting it at risk. Do you realize Wall Street and your brokers cannot charge a fee unless your money is at risk? Okay, let me be clear with that. So think of it like this for a second. When your money's at risk, you can uh, you could actually lose it, right? That's a big deal. You could lose what you had been saving your entire life for, but why is it that when... <laughs> When your money's at risk, they charge a fee. In other words, the risk benefits them, not only you. So, okay, let's think about this. I'm going to share with you something that I think will shock you. Uh, this week, we met with a client. I'm going to do this every week. So every week, you can, of course, go to Facebook Live. You can pick up some of the old shows. But you can also go through and say, all right, uh, what are some of that examples again? Maybe I have that same account. Some of you think that you're only paying $35 a year or $45 a year in fees. Or you say, oh, I have a guarantee of 6% interest. I'm always going to get 6 You know, I have this floor so that I'll never lose my money. And uh, the broker charges $45 a year. Look, I'm going to tell you, uh, without even looking at it, I know it's not true. It can't be true. They don't exist. It's not possible. So then what else must be the story? Why is it that you're not getting the full story? And I believe a big part of that, that mystery is because the internal fees that are taken and that are eating up your inside of your accounts, uh, nobody counts them because they, they give you rates of return on fees on an annual basis. All right, follow me on this because this is important. You're earning interest rates on an annual basis, but your fees are cumulative. That means the fees you've paid to the account are added every year, every year, every year, where the interest that you earned in your account can go up and down, up and down. In other words, you made it this year, oh, you lost 5,000, oh, you made 10,000, oh, you lost 20. It's kind of like three steps forward, five back, eight forward, five back. Did I really make money? Is it my own money coming back to me, right? How many times have you said, hey, listen, uh, I'm actually making my own money back or is this new money? So be very careful because the the terms that, that Wall Street has used over the years uh, have really kind of eaten up what I think should be your money, should be your principal, and you're going to see a few things. But first, uh, I want to give you a couple of things uh, that you can do. Number one, you can go to uh, AM870, The Answer. We have an app. You can download the app, listen to us anywhere you go. It's kind of fun. You can also give us a call at 866-870-5752. That's 866-870-5752. Uh, if you want to get on the air, we'll talk to you. If you have a question, maybe uh, sometimes we can help you. Sometimes you send us an email. So you can also go to TFS Wealth, stands for Total Financial Solutions. So tfswealth.com. Send us an email. We'll be happy to answer it either on the air or personally, or certainly you're welcome to come in uh, to the office. All right. So we're talking about some of the things that most people have no idea are inside of their accounts. Ready for this? 
There are internal fees with so many of these accounts that you can't even track them. Now, listen, you're going to say, Arif, that's nice. Look, a lot of people say this. But when I talked to my broker and I looked at the statement, I didn't find him anywhere. All right. Maybe. Maybe you didn't look close enough. Maybe they're hidden fees. Because sometimes they give you that that booklet of paper, right? That's all thin on, on onion skin, looks like Bible paper. And you take a look at it, and you go, oh, in there somewhere is stuff I'm supposed to understand. You look at it, you can't figure it all out. And after a minute, you fall asleep or you throw it to the side. And that's common. That's normal. That's what most people do. I don't mean it's right. I'm saying it's normal. Because a lot of folks forget the fact that they have actually been working their entire life to make themselves wealthy, not their broker. So why is it that when we look at these things, we don't have a chance to say, why is it only one of us are getting rich? Right? Okay, so, so here's a good example. We had a client came into the office. She opened her account seven years ago, $130,000. Seven years ago, 130000 Today, she had $146,000. All right, $130,000 to $146,000. So she's made some money. Nice. Not a lot. Don't get me wrong. It's not a great rate of return. But what were her fees? Her fees averaged to about $4,000 a year. Now, when she came into the office, she actually thought she was paying $35 a year and she had a guarantee of 6%. She said, I have a guarantee of 6%. I can't go backwards. When we looked at the account, we said, well, so if you took it all out, how much is in your account? She says, 146. Now, I think these guys and gals out, out in the financial world, some of them don't know all the details, right? They couldn't really explain a lot of these programs in detail, but some of them do. And they expect and count on you to not have a calculator handy. They expect you to, to have forgotten about uh, algebra or basic math that you took many years ago in school. Because when you do the math on this, 130000 dollars she's earned $16,000. But when the fees are $4,000 a year, so four times seven, $28,000. Do you understand that? The, the broker's uh, – the, look, maybe the broker's not that good or he's newer or his commission split isn't as high. Okay, I understand that. Maybe he only took 1000 or 2000 out of the out of the deal. Somebody got it. And does it really matter to you who got it, if it's the broker or if it's the person who received it that's three layers above him called a director, supervisor, western regional, whatever? I think somebody has to look out for you. And there are ways you can do it with some or part of your money. You can preserve the wealth. You can preserve the gains. Every time you earn interest, it's new money, right? It's very important you realize that because there are accounts out there with these hidden fees that have things called income riders. They have guarantees. But when you look at the guarantees, the cost is so much, it's ridiculous. So what did she pay in fees? $28,000. What did she get in her pocket? Sixteen. Can you not realize for just a second that that math isn't right? And why when you go meet with your, with your Wall Street team, you sit down and you say, hey guys, I'm here for my semi-annual checkup, which you better be doing, especially if you're in retirement or going to retire in the next five years, you have to be meeting regularly with your financial team. And that might be your CPA, your financial advisor, maybe your insurance agent, certainly maybe your attorney. These folks have to sit down, maybe not all at once, it would be great, but you have to have a comprehensive approach. And if any one of them is against meeting with the others, then something is fishy. I don't know. I think everybody should be able to meet in a room. You may have to pay fees to the attorney, their hourly fees, or you know, that, that handles your living trust. Or maybe they only have to be there on the phone for just a short bit. Maybe your CPA will charge an hourly fee. But if these folks are on your team, they need to be working together. All right, here's another one. We had this from a listener last week. They were actually listening to the show a week ago, and, and they came into the office this week. And here's what they had. Let me grab my glasses here. This is important. Open an account in 2003. 2003 for $250,000. Great. It's nice. A lot of money. 250000 Takes a lot to make that. Right? You know how hard, it, how hard people work. And today in 2017, it's worth $446,000. So 14 years double the money. Okay, not bad, right? Reasonable. Until you find out that they've made 250000 or, or sorry, 200000 in their pocket, and their fees were $177,000. Same period of time, 
If we're going to call it apples to apples, let's do apples. How much money did I make in that period of time? And how much did I pay in fees during that period of time? I promise you, when you do those calculations, I think you're going to be shocked. Because for most of you, you're thinking that, oh, well, wait a second. You know, I'm up 200000 and I only pay $3,000 a year. Or I only pay $6,000 a year, but I'm up two hundred. That's not how you do the math. That's not how it works. You have to look and say, how much did I pay all together in fees? Because how much did I earn all together in fees? Now, if you want to say how much you earned this year and how much you earned last year, fine. You can compare apples to apples this year, last year, this year, last year. But what you don't do is you don't go through and say, hey, I'm going to charge a fee to a client every single year, but I'm going to call it just a small number like 1%, 3%. Oh, it's only 3.5%. Oh, 3.5%. That's not bad. I made 15% this year. Oh, I'll take it. That's good. Until you find out what you made last year and the year before and the year before. Because the 15 or the 10 or the 8, whatever you've earned is not added to your account every single year. It isn't. All right, give us a call. This is one 866 8705752. If you want to get on the air with us, 866-870-5752. That's right here on your hometown on your uh, station right here on KRLA, the answer. All right, listen, AM870, the answer is allowed uh, you to come to or provided, if you will, something called Town Hall. Town Hall is uh, today is is going to be right at the Alex Theater. If you go down Brand Boulevard, you get a chance to see the Alex Theater. What is it? Uh, why should you come? Number one, you're gonna have Dennis Prager. You're going to have Larry Elder. You're going to have Sebastian Gorka. These are people that are powerful, close to power, close to what the people think. And you're going to hear it as close to, I think, as close to reality as you can without the filter of the mainstream media. And of course, you're going to meet us. So when you come by, we're going to be there from 3 to 5 at the Alex Theater in Glendale. Come by our table. I'd love to meet you and say hello. Again, give us a call, 866-870-5752. All right, we want to touch base. What is this new tax plan? What are some of them? That are coming through. We're going to start with the bad news first because I think you need to know this. You need to know what are some of the problems that could be coming down the road if you happen to be somebody who is expecting to benefit from this tax plan. All right, number one, if you pay state income tax, like we do lots right here in California, we pay huge state income tax in, in uh, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York. So a lot of these liberal states, I know it's going to be kind of interesting. I wonder if it's one of those behind-the-scenes things that, that John McCain is doing to the Trump agenda where you say, oh, no, no, this is just the way it works, right? They're removing the income tax deduction that you get for the state income tax that you pay. Now, if you're in Nevada or Washington, Tennessee, Florida, Wyoming, and on, there's many states, I think it's seven or eight, that have no state income tax. So this, this point is irrelevant to you. Or if you're in a state like Arizona where it's reasonably small compared to to what you would pay in other taxes. But the point is this. The Trump tax plan, as it stands, right, this is just the proposal. The House has to put all the details together with the the Senate. They come together. They they go through conference. They decide, put together a plan. In that process, what are they going to do? Well, they're going to come up with hopefully a solution for you that's going to save us just a few dollars. All right, so this is what I want you to do. You need to take a look and see if you are a small business owner, why is it that as a small business owner, you are going to be somebody who can at least benefit from this plan? Because when you are a Schedule S or or LLC, right? Series S, LLC, that small corporation, not the C Corp, like the General Motors, et cetera, but the the small, medium-sized family business, a few million dollars a year in revenue, You have to take the gains and the losses on your personal tax return. That means your business earned money, it flows through, comes through on your bottom line on your personal tax return, and then you pay income tax based on that rate. So what they're doing is they're finally saying, all right, listen, we believe small business is the engine to society. Truly it is, folks. There's millions of small businesses right here in the United States. And Total Financial Solutions, that's us. We're one of them. Our, we have four offices. It's a, we're a small business. We have eight, nine employees, I guess, if you count them all. And their job is to do what? Serve you. Total Financial Solutions has one job, to serve you and to understand how the system works, which is very important. Because in your financial life, if you don't build it correctly, what happens? Not only does your CPA not communicate with your attorney, but your financial advisor doesn't communicate with your CPA. 
Don't let one or two of these folks speak outside of their, their place. In other words, I'm not going to give you tax advice. We're not a CPA. Now, we work with IRAs. We work through that process. We understand it. But the ultimate advice you take from tax should be CPA. The ultimate ad- uh, advice you take from safer money, right, which is safer money choices, what we do, should be from us or somebody like us, financial professional who's licensed and able to talk about this. You want stock, bond, mutual fund, you go to that person. What can that person do? Well, they can put your money at risk. They can earn amazing rates of return, but they can also lose amazing amounts of your money. And the fees need to be clear. All right, so here we go. Here's another one. So we're going to lose the state income tax deduction. What's another one that we're, we're going to have as a problem? You might not realize this, but your employer's contribution to your health insurance premiums, when your employer puts money in, it's considered compensation to you, right? In other words, it's, let's say your employer puts in $500 a month and you put $500. That extra $500 that they put in is considered compensation, wages. However, this is important. Right now, you're not taxed on it. Well, according to the Trump tax plan, they might just say, well, you, you will probably be paying tax on that premium. If your employer is going to give you that extra few dollars, 500, whatever it might be, you're going to be taxed on it. That alone is about $155 billion in lost revenue last year. $155 billion. Okay, that's not a small amount. That's a bullet train. <laughs> right? Hey, did you guys know uh, Diane Feinstein's husband is the one that got the contract? He's the first, uh, I think he was one of the first, if not the first, $100 million check that was written out of the, the state boondoggle called this uh, bullet train to nowhere that can really never go the speeds they're talking about because of the terrain and, and the environment, et cetera. It's just it's ridiculous. And yet, isn't it interesting that Diane Feinstein's husband is the one who, once you guys passed it, right? Taxpayers, you guys passed it. I didn't sign for it. Somebody did. Once that took place, her husband received a $100 million contract. Uh, I, look, I was in Sacramento. Sorry, I was in D.C. And I sat in her office and I spoke to one of her legislative aides. And she was trying to say, where's a group of us? There's a group of business people went up to, to kind of lobby and tell them, our side of the story. And we're sitting there. And this lady looks at me when I say, you know, I want you to tell Miss Feinstein, we actually know that her husband got that $100 million. Now she froze. She looked at me. And she said, uh, what are you talking about? I said, well, do you understand? We know that he was paid on the bullet train. This is, uh, what, about close to two years now. He was paid $100 million for his company to survey and whatever baloney. And she said, well, uh, okay. And I said, no, 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 let's back up. You need to make sure you let her know that we know. And there are people in the room, Democrat and Republicans, conservative, liberal, far left, right, and far right. There's a group of people. And only two people out of about 20 knew this. I think sunshine on these politicians when they make these weird deals, we need to know about this. Because you're going to be paying higher taxes. And if the Trump bill passes, which I think overall, it just might be the best thing that we have so far. There might be some changes to it. You're not going to get to write off your state income tax anymore. Well, is that any more reason to probably not stay in California? How about the gas tax? All right, they keep on charging that. uh, Enough, I won't get on that. All right, here's another uh, deduction that's going to be going away. Some experts believe that the tax break through the real estate scenario is actually a good thing. I do. I believe because it's another tax. Why pay tax on the same money twice? Well, the property tax exemption looks like they're going to get rid of that. It's going to cost you about uh, $31 billion. Let's taxpayers write off their taxes on real estate. Cost the government about $31. I love it when it says cost the government, like they did work and they're not getting paid. How about you pay less in taxes? How about it's going to refund the taxpayer $31 billion? Instead, they're saying, well, looks like over the uh, 2016 to 2020, it's going to reduce the federal revenue by how much? Oh, $180 billion. All right, look, wherever you are, we have to all put into this, right? It's kind of a family deal. If you don't, everybody messes up, somebody messes up, everybody has to pay. And that's part of it. And you guys, look, we're, we are a liberal state. We have a one-party state. You know that. 
the state Senate Republicans, the state Senate uh, Democrats, they know. It's basically a one-party system. Almost anything they want, they can and they do bully. All you have to do is listen to De Leon. All you have to do is listen to the leadership, the Democrat leadership. I've spoken with them personally. They are less than kind to work with. And why? Because their goal is to not sit there and be gentle. They don't have to. They run through the sanctuary city. They run through the the state uh, tax scenario of everything from car registration to gasoline to new property tax increases. Expect it. So if you're going to retire right here in California, you need to know two things. Number one, what is my tax bracket going to be? You have to know that. And you need to know for two reasons. Because if you're going to stay here, you're going to need to know how much extra of your money you're going to have to pull out of your retirement accounts just to break even. And you need to do a trial run. So if you say, listen, my retirement account is going to give us this much per month, my, my pension. My social security is going to give me this much per month. And if it's less than what you're making, what I recommend is right now you try to live on that. Live on that for three to six months before you retire. Sit there and say, I'm going to play retirement. Do I go into debt? Can I live the lifestyle that I want to live? Can I travel? Can I do the things that I want to do? If you can, then great. You can retire at a reduced income. But if you can't, then you need to make a plan B. Let me tell you the number one thing that kills you in retirement. We just had this happen this last week and she passed away. After filing bankruptcy once and then after having to start over again, another $22,000 in credit card debt and, and she now passed away worried about debt with a reverse mortgage. How does she live? Very tough, right? There's that sense of insecurity. Retirement is not just about having money in the bank. It's what it can do for you, which is that sense of peace and security, and the sense of, uh, of well-being, like having a roof over your head. So retirement is a lot more than just sitting there. And when the government starts to continue to take out money more and more, so when you retired, you planned on paying this much in taxes, right? Maybe you you planned on saying, oh, I'm going to take home, I'm going to net a certain amount of money. And then all of a sudden the taxes increase. All of a sudden your car registration increases. Your gasoline tax increases. You're, the only thing that's going to be left in California, mark my words, this stuff gets all uh, archived forever, so you'll get a chance to, to see if I'm right. And you know what it is? Straight up your property tax. The only way we can continue is not to continue to tax alcohol and cigarettes and pass marijuana legislation so we can tax that and, and go off and tax all of the syntax. That's nice. As the high income earners move their residents out of California, who's left? People that can't afford or that want to stay here in California. If you can't afford to leave, you're stuck. So that means you have lots of debt. That means your family's here. It could mean you just like the weather, but for whatever reason, you're staying. And when you do, what is it that can't move from California? Jobs are leaving, right? You saw Nestle, Frito-Lay, Toyota. About 9,000 businesses in the last eight years have left California. 9,000. In addition to that, that means those jobs and the payroll's gone. So what, what has to stay? Ta-da! It has to be property. So I am, I am coming out with, on a ledge here with a prediction that your property tax, because it can't go anywhere, it's staying here, is going to be taxed to oblivion. It's the only thing that can be done. We have to make up the pension differences. If you take a look at CalSTRS and CalPERS, you are expecting those pensions. But when cities and counties are paying half or more of their budget and pension contributions, what do you think is going to happen? They're, the cities and counties and states are going to say, look, we're done. We don't have any more money. We have issues. We can't afford it. So I'll tell you what, state, you're going to have to. And all these articles come along and they say, well, you know, the state uh, is going to have to contribute more money and that will make folks, who is the state? It's you. You're going to have to be uh, paying, certainly paying more in taxes. But because here's the problem. When you sit down and you trust your advisor and they're now taking money out in fees and you sit down and you trust the government and they're taking money out in taxes and you're ready to retire and you scratch your head and you say, where is my money? 
You've worked your whole life. Why is it that the broker seems to be driving a nicer car than you do? And the son of a gun was in elementary school when you were earning this money or diapers or not even born. Why is it that they live in a better neighborhood than you and you're the one that worked your whole life for it? And I'm going to go out on a limb here again and tell you, look, if they're telling you we're watching your money and you say then you can't take a vacation or go to lunch or go to the restroom, you can't leave that desk. If the market's open and my money's in the market and you're supposed to be watching my money, then tell me when you leave who's watching my money. Because I'm okay with that. If you say, Eric, you're paying a fee. Okay, great. I'm paying a fee. What do I get? Well, you get me watching your money, taking a look at it, managing it. Great. Then you can't go on vacation. Oh, no, no, Eric, the computer does it, really. Oh, wait a second. Then you're telling me you guys have built up an infrastructure that requires such high fees that even when a computer now does most of the work, I'm still paying for, for my broker, my broker's supervisor, the manager, the manager's supervisor, uh, the, the, the receptionist, the electric bill. Why am I paying for everybody else's thing when a computer's doing all the work? I should pay for the computer and the computer programmer and the guy behind the scenes who uh, you know fixes it when it gets a bug. Insane. All right, we're going to be back in just a minute. You're listening to the Total Financial Hour right here on AM870, The Answer. Come by at Town Hall today from 3 to 5 at the Alex Theater. Come by and say hi. We'll be right back after this message. All right. We're back here, right here on your... Total Financial Hour. This is a, uh, you're listening to AM870, The Answer. The Total Financial Hour is brought to you every week at this time. And our job is to kind of help demystify some of the craziness with your accounts. Why do you think they give you massive amounts of statements? Do you think it's to keep things simple or to make it seem like you need them? Uh, I, I don't think any one broker is bad or good. I mean, certainly there are some scammers out there. And if you stay tuned in future weeks, we're going to be talking about some of the scams that we've been, um, you know, I don't know, been a witness to. In some cases, even testifying to. Uh, I'll tell you one about in just a minute because the case just ended and was settled. Uh, and I'll give you a story on that as well. Okay, but before we do, think about it this way. Your statements are not simple. Why? Why can't it be uh, simple? It's the same reason the income tax code is as crazy as it, as it is. Because if rich people hire people to figure it out. They're not that smart. They're not any smarter necessarily than you and I. They do different things. They know different things but they can afford to hire people to figure this out. Otherwise, it should be rather simple, right? It should be just basic. How much did you make? How many kids are in your house if you're doing the deduction? Uh, do you have a house mortgage? Yeah. Oh, that's discriminatory against those that pay rent. Oh my gosh. All right, fine. Scratch that out. What's next? You just fill it in the blanks. 48% of you, Forty. I don't know about our listeners, maybe uh, certainly much less than that, but 48% of Americans pay nothing in federal income tax. Nothing. Not, not like a dollar. Oh, Eric, that's not fair. This is what I hear. That's not fair because it doesn't include payroll tax. Yeah, it also doesn't include cigarette tax and, and uh, cable bill tax and uh, you know sales tax. People are paying for income tax. And that's what we talk about. So they try, to, they try to cloud the issue by saying, oh, well, those poor people, now you're picking on poor people. No, no, it'd be the same thing as if you went to Santa Monica and you said, hey, I know this is a rent control area. I got it. Or parts of Los Angeles, same thing. Rent controlled area. But we're going to go to the apartment building of 27 people and we're going to ask them if they think we should raise taxes. It's for the children. It's for the babies. For senior citizens. We're just going to raise taxes. We think it's for people that are disabled. And you go, well, yeah, I think we should take care of those people. Who wouldn't, right? You'd be a crazy person to say, no, let them all rot. Of course not. You're going to say, let's take, so I'm going to vote to increase property taxes. Well, that's fine. Those 27 people now are in rent control, meaning when the owner of the building has to pay more in, in uh, income, I mean, in uh, property tax, they can't pass it on to the renter. So the renter gets the same 3% increase. How many people, right? You know people that have lived in Venice or, or Santa Monica or whatever parts, and they've lived there for 28 years, and they're, they're paying $900.50 a month to live one block from the beach because it was rent control. So I'm okay with rent control. I'm not saying you should push older people out on the street or anything, but I'm saying that if you have an issue where you're voting to – like I vote to raise your taxes – 
It's the old story. When you rob Peter to pay Paul, you're always going to have Paul's support. So you have to think, when you are voting on things to raise income tax or to buy something or to spend money that we don't have, 48% of the folks aren't paying for it anyway. At least not directly, not on their paycheck. They don't see it. They don't care. So you have to look at that and say, how, do we, how are we going to deal with this? I think the issue of money is so clouded. It is so ridiculous. People don't teach it in our schools for all sorts of reasons. I think, frankly, it's because they don't understand it. And they have so many other things like Common Core, right? What a joke. I've looked at the Common Core math because math is my thing. Can you imagine that? It is the most ridiculous, insane thing. If you, if you think it's a good thing, just look at a math book, a Common Core math book. And then ask yourself, how did you ever exist when you didn't have that information? Well, I think sometimes your brokers have, have gone to Common Core school because it's like a shell game and they move things around so quickly. And your statement is so foggy that it's difficult to ever completely understand it. Here's another example. This is one that just won his court case. $1.2 million. He inherited 2.2 from his father. Okay, 2.2 inherited, 1.2 million. He went to the big broker. If I said his name, it has, you know, it has two names. You know it, right here in, in Southern California. And he invested with that broker. They put 2.2 into one into an account. They pulled, so they left a million dollars in mutual funds and 1.2 in a variable annuity. Here's what he told me. He understood. He would pay. a year in fees, and he thought that that was going to be waived because he had a higher balance of a certain amount, and that he had guarantees he would never go below 6%. So in his mind, how can he lose, right? So we take a look at it, comes to my office a year later, exactly almost a year, and we look at it, and he's down about $160,000. So I said, "Uh, okay, do you like this account? He said, well, well, I I thought I was supposed to go up. Why am I down? I said, I don't know. Let's call the company. We call the company. Folks, literally, it takes about 15 minutes. We go through. We itemize everything. Ask some questions. Look at the fees. Ready for this? $23,000 a year in fees. You don't spend money per year. You spend money per month. $2,000 a month in fees. Now, why does that matter? Because you have to understand that in this guy's particular case... That was the million dollars over in the brokerage account, not the $1.2 million in a variable annuity. His variable annuity fees were nearly $60,000 a year. It's like fifty seven and change. Is that, not, is that not crazy? So he has paid tens of thousands of dollars in fees, lost money in the market. And when he comes to me, he says, you know, I think, uh, I think, I've, I think something's wrong. So what do you say when you look at it and you say, this account is supposed to be safe. I can't afford to lose it, right? This is money his father gave him. You guys, there's something special about an inheritance. I don't think you get to treat it the same as if it's your money. That's my opinion. I think it's a moral thing. I think somebody else worked their tail off so that you could have money. And by the time this gentleman went to his arbitration and he found out the guy wasn't licensed to do what he did, He took a check when he shouldn't have, signed applications and changed dates, and it wasn't what he was. Literally, it was a half a day of arbitration, and they gave him all of his money back. I'm not saying that's the right way to go because everybody's case is different, but check with your lawyers and say, you know, is something wrong here? I was told this, and why do I have this? You're not going to be rich with us. That's not our goal. We're a financial uh, company. We handle fixed indexed annuities, fixed annuities, life insurance, retirement plans. That's our thing, Roth IRAs. If we can help you preserve and protect what you've worked for, we'll keep you from being broke. But we cannot help you becoming rich. Anybody that says that they can do that belongs on late night TV with an infomercial and an 800 number scrolling along the bottom. We're going to make you 15% interest. Great. Sometimes. And sometimes we're going to lose you 20% interest. So don't ever just take that. You have to ask yourself, am I earning interest cumulatively? Because I am paying interest cumulatively. And I'm paying fees cumulatively. And I'm paying expense charges cumulatively. 
it's not something we're going to analyze for you and make up some numbers. What we're going to do is we're going to call the company directly. And we'll ask them, hey, what's the, what's the fee charge? What's the charges? What's the expense ratios? What's the rider cost? Rider? Hmm. Rider. Is that, what is that? It's part of your, some of these accounts. So be careful out there. Do I think you should have some money in the market and real estate and gold? Sure, that's up to you. You can decide what percentage. If you're young and you're working, during those working years, your income pays for your food, shelter, clothing. So your, your retirement accounts can go up and down. But when you are transitioning to retirement, your food, shelter, clothing comes from your retirement accounts, not from your income, your job, because you're by definition, you're retired. Now, maybe you have a pension, maybe Social Security, but eventually those dollars are going to be paying for your living, food, shelter, clothing, right? So if you have a reduction in the market, what they call a correction, I love that, the market was going to correct. Like, you mean me making money is wrong? It's bad for me to make money because if we're correcting, that means something was wrong. I'm not really sure. Okay. So you're telling me (laughs) that the market, when it corrects and I lose 20%, can I call my electric company and say, hey, guys, I want a 20% reduction on my electric bill. Can I call and say, hey, uh, you know, property taxes, I want a 20% reduction on my property taxes. You can't. But you just took a 20% reduction. So that means you have to sell more just to get a few dollars. You have a question about one of those types of accounts, give us a call. Folks, we're right here on 866-870-5752. That's 866-870-5752. You're listening to the Total Financial Hour on AM870, The Answer, with me, Arif Hallaby, your host and president, CEO of Total Financial Solutions. Okay, also stop by the town hall today, folks, if you're going to be in Glendale or in the Glendale area, or you can be at 3 o'clock between 3 to 5 at the Alex Theater in Glendale. Town Hall today has Dennis Prager, Larry Elder, Sebastian Gorka, amazing speakers, a good opportunity to get rid of the filter, get rid of the, the agenda from the mainstream media. It's funny when you flip around stations, even the business stations, right? If they're owned by CNBC or some of the other uh, stations, you flip around and you listen and they still will, they can't help themselves. It's, it's like this internal disease. They can't help themselves but throw politics into, and of course, it's not anything positive. No. They throw politics into every single financial topic. No matter what they're talking about, they throw it in. And you say, okay, look, there's some places for it. But if you're going to beat up Trump about Puerto Rico, which I heard this morning, then you better beat up President Obama about Hurricane Sandy. Why not? Or how about if you're going to say good things about the the healthcare bill, then also talk about the problems. Talk about how so many people have health insurance, but not really because they have to come up with five or ten or twenty thousand out of pocket before they'll ever even be covered. So you want to get through that mess? Come by town hall today. 3 to 5 p.m. at the Alex Theater. And come by our table. Love to say hello to you and meet you. You'll meet me and my staff. We have a great team of folks that will be there today. And you certainly can come by and pick up. Uh, we have a booklet that's pretty neat. It tells you some of the uh, stories that I've written. I've written, I don't know, for the last 15 or 18 years, different publications. Um, we've updated them, made them more timely, printed half half uh, half <laughs> Half of it is going to be about retirement. Some of it is going to be about your living and your lifestyle. All right. You have any questions, give us a call. 866-870-5752. That's 866-870-5752. Okay. We're going to continue now. When you're talking about some of these fees that are just ridiculous, they're building in your accounts, they are hidden fees and they are layered. That means the broker can charge a fee. The company charges a fee. If you have a variable annuity, the insurance company can charge a fee. You also have internal fees from the mutual fund company themselves. So you're looking at, on average, Wharton School of Business did a study, and I think the average variable annuity came in at about 3.5%. 3.5%. That means if you have about $100,000 in your account, a little more, you're paying $300 a month. $300 a month. Whether or now you, I don't pay monthly fees. I pay them quarterly. Great, you pay them quarterly. That means they take out big chunks. You know what used to happen? This is funny. What used to happen is you would sit down every year in December and you would write a check off to your broker for the fees. And look, if your account went up twenty five thousand dollars and you wrote a check 
for twelve hundred. I don't know. I I would do that. If you gave me twenty five thousand, I'd give you twelve hundred all day. I think that's a fair deal. But what was happening is when people would would go to their broker and they lost money, they're saying, you know, this just isn't fair. This isn't right. Why is it that I'm paying and you lost my money? What what did you do? What's your job? Oh, your job is to manage my money. Great. Today, computers do it. You know, when I first started 21 years ago, I started and I had computer terminals with software. And my software was thousands of dollars a year. Thousands. And it would take forever. Remember the dial-ups, right? Or download, give me, update my charts, push a button, go take a shower, come back. And I'd be watching these things. I had access to information that nobody else did, unless you were in the industry. Today, right here, right here on the cell phones, your tablets, your computers, free Wi-Fi, you can get the same information or better, that faster than I had information to, way back when. Very simple, very straightforward. Why is it that you had access to information I never did today? Because information, there, it's, it's now a level playing field. When you are going to retire, you cannot go back and make this money again. It's gone. What we have seen time again is when folks get, they retire, we call it untiring. I don't know. I wrote a couple articles on it and never found it. And then we did find it eventually that somebody else had coined the term, uh, I don't know, maybe years earlier. But I called it untiring. So what does that mean? That means you went to work, you retired for two years, four years, six years, and then your spouse passes away. Or just you lost money in the market. 2008 came. Or 2000. 2001, 2002, remember those three years? First time in the history of the market, we had a three-year negative. Every year, 2000, 2001, 2002. Yes, 9-11 happened in there, but so what? Things happen all the time. North Korea happens. You, you trust that guy, that staunch alcoholic who's insane? <laughs> Trump calls him a little rocket man. Boy, the media just can't figure it out, can they? They can't figure out how to manage him. I love it. Listen, I don't agree with everything he says. Don't get me wrong. Right, I'm, I'm married to my wife for 26 years. I don't agree with her 100% of the time. I want a president to fix the economy, to stay out of my business, to let us thrive if we thrive and as a business, and not if, if we don't, we don't. So keep in mind, you think North Korea or China or Britain's exit from the EU, you don't think those things are going to affect you? How about a $20 trillion debt? How about a most likely, most likely a change in the Federal Reserve Chairman, right, next year, early next year, February, I think. Might happen. How about a change in Congress? If you don't think there's going to be some seats won or lost this year, I don't know. I think you're going to see that. 2018, there just might be a shift. I think there's going to be fewer um, Republicans possibly in the House, not enough to make a difference, but I think we're going to actually gain one Senate seat. Maybe two. We'll see. We'll see. If those things happen, suddenly the obstructionist like John McCain, whenever something comes in like the Obamacare bill, certainly he's probably going to be done in the next two years. We, we expect him to, to retire or move on and do other things. If that happens, there will be a change in Washington. If President Trump can learn how to get along and play the game, because he has to play the game, it's, he's, playing the, he's playing the game, he's got to play by the rules, you can change a few rules. But when your retirement account is subject to the personalities of Wall Street or Washington or the whims of an international dictator, you have to be careful. As you're getting closer to retirement, protect some of your money. I don't know what number. There's something called the rule of 100. Now, look, I heard this recently and it blew my mind because as more and more people are getting older, Wall Street has changed its numbers. So here's what it is. The rule of 100, it's been around for decades. It says, take your age minus 100, okay? The difference is the risk you should have in your portfolio, right? So let's say you're 60 years old, uh, 40%, right? The different, that's how much risk you should have. In the market, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, REITs, whatever, fine, you have 40%. But what about the other 60? Put it in safer places. Protection of principle. No fees. Reasonable rates of return. But what about, and this is incredible, what about Wall Street recently changing it to 110? The rule of 110. The heck is that? Well, it gave them 10 more percent 
So take your age minus 110. That's the amount you can have at risk. Isn't that incredible? Because as the baby boomers are pushing up to retirement and more people are taking money out of your retirement account to live, you know that? Social security is not giving you a cost of living increase. They just haven't. Pensions are capping the cost of living increase. I think they're going to get rid of it altogether or at least suspend it for years. That means if you want to live and you want to eat dinner and you want to do things, how are you going to do that? The only way for you to do it is to have the ability to pull money from your retirement account. But if you're telling me that your retirement account has gone up and down with the market, or you're telling me that in order to spend those dollars, you got to sell shares. So think of this for just a second. You have to sell shares. That means you have money in the account, but you don't, you don't take five shares of whatever to the grocery store. You don't do that. Or 10 units from your variable annuity and, and go buy a car. You don't do that. You say, sell it, give me the cash, send me a check, right? Simple enough. When they sell it, they give you a check. Somebody has to be there to buy those shares, those stocks, bonds, mutual funds. Who's there? I don't know. If there isn't somebody on the other side to buy it, then the price goes lower until somebody says, okay, I'll take it for that price. And then what happens is you take those dollars and they're not going back into the market. They're gone. They spend to the grocery store. They're paying taxes. They go away. So as Wall Street is finding that the accounts that you have put your money in is going lower and lower per capita per person because you are selling them to live and pensions have to sell shares to live, I think there are, there, there's more pressure on the market to go down than there is to go up. But Arif, we're at all-time highs. Yep, we sure are. Why? Why do you think? I don't know. Nobody knows. I mean, we're thinking about it. 3.1% growth. It's a good thing. But what about the problems that we encounter when you look at people making less money, working two jobs to make the same money, now, I see the growth happening, but it's a slow ship. It's going to take a bit, maybe another year. But between now and then, can you afford a 20% decline, uh, 50%? I don't know. Maybe it happens tomorrow, maybe next year, maybe five years. But statistically speaking, we have a 100-year, sorry, a 100-month increase in the market, 102 months, I think. But what's the norm? 55 months. If the market goes up, on average, 55 months, down for eight or nine, 55 up, eight or nine down. And yet today, we are at, oh, somewhere around 102. That means we have gone up 102 months. So I don't know when the correction occurs, but when it does, probably it's going to be pretty serious because you have to absorb a lot of those gains backwards. Now, the floor is coming up to catch it, right? We're we're seeing that. But I don't think it's at 100, 100 months of a gain. So be very careful if you're counting on your retirement account. I want to give you one more story. I shared with you one earlier. I'm going to, I want to go over it one more time because this is from a listener uh, right here at AM870, The Answer, uh, to the Total Financial Hour. They've, they've been kind enough to listen and, and they popped in to the offices. And here's what we found out. In 2003, they put in $250,000. 2003, that's nice, 14 years ago. Today, it's worth 456000 they gained just about two hundred thousand. Okay, two hundred thousand dollars up. Nice. We looked at their fees. Their fees were one hundred and seventy-seven thousand dollars over the same period of time. When you count the gains, you have to count the gains cumulatively. That's fine. Count the fees cumulatively. That's the sick uh, secret of Wall Street. They don't count the fees. How long have I had this account? How many in fees have I paid altogether? Great. How much have you actually made me? Well, I think that's fair. That's good. I'll do it. Right? If you make me $10,000 and I pay you two, I think that's a fair deal. But don't charge me $2,000 and then lose me $10,000. People, oh, I just remember this. Remember the 2008s? Oh, I just put it in the envelopes. I don't even open the envelope. I just forget about it. I take it and I set it aside and I just go, oh, never mind. Really? What about? Putting your face in the sand doesn't mean that that things aren't happening. Your family's counting on you. As a leader of the family, whether you're male or female, mom or dad, it doesn't matter. You're a leader in the family. You're a partner in the family. And your relationship is counting on 
you to have income someday so you can be closer together and tithe if that's a thing that, that, that you want to do. Give, give money to charity. Those things matter. People are counting on you, whether it's the charity, your family, somebody. So don't waste your money in Wall Street fees. You can give us a call at 800-990-7344. That's our office line, 800-990-7344. When you go to, hometowns, when you go to um, uh, AIM 870, The Answer, you're going to do a couple of things. One of those is you can download the app, right? Or you can go to the app store. But the other part of it is, is you can send us an email. Go to tfswealth.com, tfswealth.com, or you can give us a call at 800-990-7344. That's our office number. We're there Monday through Friday from about 8 a.m. till about 6 p.m. There's always somebody there. We're working late. 800-990-7344. Okay, remember this. Your family is counting on you. You need to be informed. You can learn regularly from different places. But what matters this, if you have time today, you come by Town Hall, 3 to 5 p.m. at the Alex Theater. Good place to go. You can learn from a lot of folks. Come by and say hello. Thanks for listening. I'm Eric Hallaby on the Total Financial Hour. I'm an M870, The Answer. The Total Financial Hour, featuring Arif Halaby, president of Total Financial Solutions, designing higher income strategies with a conservative approach. Protecting your principal and your earnings while getting you reasonable gains and reliable income, making you confident of your retirement income planning. Arif Halaby has your answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.